So say it to Shepard. So say it to Shepard. So say it to Block. Get the fuck out of here. And my brother said, get the flock out of here. Welcome to the 25th episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. Let's see if I can get this live stream going. Why? Because we can. We'll just go ahead and start and start there. As I was saying, welcome to the 25th episode of Born in Trouble. I'm my host, John X, with my illustrious guest here on Turkey Week. That's right, Turkey Week. So, we'll start with, from New Jersey, Mr. Brooks with the good looks. What's going on, man? From Ohio, Mr. Reggie Reg, Reggie Wood. What up, though? I stole from the city where you came. <laughs> He's rocking the Detroit hat and everything. WNW, Wu Tang Forever. And of course, from Detroit, Michigan, home of the world's tastiest city wings ever created, the city wing king himself, Mr. Grant Lancaster. What up, though? Broadcasting live and direct from Ron Konkuma, Long Island, baby. Ron Konkuma. On sword. Yeah, I'm on sword. I, 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 I drove by and I saw the word sachem. I wanted to throw an egg or something. Ah, good vibes, good vibes. Well, you go to, uh, what, was the, what was the club on the lake there in, uh, in Ronkonkoma? I don't know the name of that club. Yeah. You've been, you, you, you was there. I've never good been there. Good luck with the You was there. I've never been there. <laughs> you was there because the Puerto Rican girls was there. The club had a reputation for a certain clientele after a number of years. And I have never been there. That's right. I forget you didn't start eating white meat till your later 40s. And unless you got some goddamn evidence, I suggest that we change the subject. <laughs> Yeah, blue the Subaru is not not alive anymore. Can't talk, dude. Wow, the Subaru, shampoo, classics. Yes. So, fellas, how we doing tonight? You know, pregame you were talking about um, what is it, Andre three thousands new album? How do you feel about it, Rob? Yeah, man, I'm cool with it. It's meditation music. It's not. It's not hip hop. It's not pop music. It's it would be it would probably fall into the category of new age music. Okay. And as that it stands up. No, no, that's where the brother's at. He's playing the flute the whole album. Not a not a word on it. Not a word on it. Not a single word on it. So Grant, how do you feel about a man speaking with nothing but his flute? <laughs> I'm go I'm gonna just leave that right there. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch that man in his flute. Let that man touch his own flute and do what he's doing with it. Uh, well. Mr. Wood, any comment? You know, you think there should be lyrics in rappers' albums? 
No, no, I think um, you know, he's like uh Robert was saying, he's in his space with what he honestly, man, I think a lot of this rap this out here is very dishonorable. You know, the and maybe we touched on this or something last week or whatever, but you know, the brothers who have traveled all around the world and are two and three lifetimes removed from the streets and they're the original source for their uh, lyrical content and to try to come out here and push that on people in, you know, in your late mid to late forties and into the fifties, it's really, um, it's really dishonorable to me. Yeah. So I'm not going to check out this, this, uh, this Andre joint. Cause I'm really, I, I don't, I don't meditate and I'm not in that. I'm not a fan of that type of music, but he, you know, shout to him for um, coming out with what he wanted to do. Well, Grant, you'd probably be the closest thing to a uh, hip-hop anthropologist that we have on the show. Andre the, um, 3000, he was about the same time as Puff and Biggie and those guys, right? Mm-hmm. Around the same type yep. of era? Yep, same era. You know, and I, I, would love, I would love to hear what Andre has to say these days. But if if Dre don't feel that what he has to say is worth hearing, then hey. Now supposedly there's a Killer Mike track out there that's yeah. like fourteen to eighteen minutes long with Andre mm-hmm. on it, and Andre is fire. Well, that's the thing though. Andre is always fire. You know what I'm saying? And 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 to Wood's point, like one of one of my favorite MCs, Ghostface. Right? Oh my god. Ghost, Ghost is still like like you said. Ghost is still rapping about the streets and you know selling drugs and all this kind of deal. I mean, not all the time, but enough that it's you know kind of uncomfortable. You, you you're like you're supposed to be beyond that by now. Like you've been right. you've had a chance to make some paper. You should have found a way to move past that. And 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 he has. But the thing is, the thing is, I think. As an artist, on some level, you get locked in. You you know you can't you can't make a you can't make a purple tape. Once you make the purple tape, you got to continue to make things that that remind people that hey, I I made the purple tape. You know what I mean? So so criminology, glaciers of ice. When you you know what I mean? Like when you think of those immaculate ghost face, you know Raekwon joints. If you ghost face, you still got to touch on that. Because cats still kind of want to hear that from you, they want to know that you still got it. And but can you, you know, can you still show that you got it by talking about something else by put by putting together clever couplets about well, something can. else? But you can. Can, you get, so, can you get that published? I guess is the next question. Well, here's the thing: what 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 is your audience really checking for? So we talked about it before with Fonte. Fonte did an album last year, two years ago, that was Flames. And it was about being 50. You know what I'm saying? It was about the colonoscopy. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was real shit. Glucose. About, yeah, it, right. It was about that. And the album was Flames. But, I mean, it went it went paper. You know what I'm saying? Only me and Grant listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest with you. Until five minutes ago, I didn't even know it was on the planet. 
Yeah, but but I'm telling I'm telling you, it's flames, bro. Fonte is Fonte is one of the most lyrical cats out there, and when he, when he puts product out, it's always it's always dope. And and same thing about like a three thousand. You know what I'm saying? Three thousand lyrically, he always gonna come with it. But if if at the at this point in time he's choosing not to not to get on the mic, I gotta believe that there's a good reason for him to not get on the mic. Maybe he just maybe he just don't feel us up to par. I think, man, I, I think he doesn't wanna and actually I don't know if I wrote an article this out. I mean, he can't probably can't find it or I did a podcast about it or something. Cause I, I, I took I, I know I did a video on my YouTube channel of why I couldn't have him as my GOAT rapper because you have to put out that solo album. You really have to put out a number. You have to have a discography. And right. when you don't take the time, when you don't give me what the the album title is to let me know kind of what the central theme is of this, you know, these 10 to 12 songs and how you string all them together the featured artists that you go and put on certain records, the types of songs that you put on there. When you don't do all of that and the other 50 guys have, how can I put you in the same, uh, you know, on the same levels as them? And then to close it out, you know, I think it's also why we never really got an album from um, Jay Electronica, which was a dude that I really liked what he was talking about. But I think he didn't want to really subject himself to the scrutiny of dudes like me that's going to go out here on a YouTube channel and talk about what he did. Well, you know He's what? like, nah, I'm not, I'm not giving you the, uh, I'm not giving you the ability to do that. Well, it's good to talk about the art. You know, um, most of the times when we're talking about hip hop nowadays, we're talking about the art and we're talking about the um, prostitution of the art within the art, everything. Puff had his issue. He still has his issues. That boy ain't learning, by the way. He is not learning. No? No, he is not learning. Why do you say that? What's he doing? He released some... He released some video on... He released some video, I forget what format of social media was on, but basically it's him sort of bopping through his house, drinking champagne, Singing, I'm still standing. Wow. You know. Like, wow. okay, believe me. There's other people who come take your knees down, brother. If you if you, if you want to declare that, there were more than enough people who were looking to take you out from the knees. But you keep bragging. Mm. You know. Russell's the only smart one. Why do you say Russell that? knew what he did. That's why he because he got out the country. He knows Russell knows what he did, but he's evolved. That's why he lives out the country now. That's why he lives in Bali now. Yeah. He just left. He just left. You know, he just stand around and wait for the cops to come and get him. I was watching all the people celebrate and everything, and I was thinking to myself, thank God. Now that they've gotten puffy, the music business is now safe. And you can now, it's wholesome again. And your daughters can come in and they can make records without fear of anything ever happening to them. Because now they got Puff. Oh, because they got all the bad guys now. All the bad guys are gone. 
Yeah, they're working yeah. on him. I don't know if they, I don't know if they got them all, but they're working on him. You think they're working on yeah. him? Well, the business is. L.A. Reid's got to see them against them right now. The, the, you can't get them all. The, the business is because it's all of them. Yeah, listen, I was thinking about this. The business is predatory by nature, and the people that work within that business are other predators. So they're going to protect what it is that they have. They're not going to give it away to, like, goody-two-shoes and everything and people who just want to, you know, make nice music and everything. Those people have to find a way within those avenues to break a piece of that off. But there's still going to be people that are having parties like that. There's going to be moms that are pushing their daughters into the business. There's going to be daughters that believe that that's what what they want. The business was always financially predatory, predatory, because American, American uh, capitalism is very predatory, right? Mm-hmm. But was Puffy a predator, or did Puffy get introduced to the business and get shown by his mentors that hey, this is how you can behave once you get in and once you amass certain uh, certain controls? So, so, so I t- I'm gonna tell you my thought. Mm-hmm. There, there's in the business. There's predators and prey. Prey, you start. You always start out as prey. Mm-hmm. Bigger fish, big fish, big fish eat little fish. Bigger fish eat big fish. Right. At some point, you can graduate from from prey to predator, and then you begin to eat. Right, but as as an artist, if you are solely an artist, you are probably going to be prey for everyone. Well, but as soon as you begin to move into the upper echelons, you can be a predator. Isn't that true about anything and anywhere? Absolutely, absolutely. That's capitalism, though. And 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 to Rob's point, in capitalism, someone always has to be on the bottom. Somebody always got to be feeding the system with their with their blood, sweat, and tears, their hard work, and they're not going to get enough. They're not going to get the lion. The lion's share of the money is going to go to everybody else except that person. So Puffy was just a cog in the wheel. Is just a cog in the wheel. Right. If y'all caught that documentary that's on Netflix about Def Jam, Russell Simmons, and the Dixon lady? Nope. No, I haven't seen that one, but. What's that on Netflix? Yeah. uh, Cameron, I just saw the name of it earlier, but um, she, like. She, like, put together. Her last name is Dixon. Maybe Denise Dixon or something. Something like that. But um, honestly, man, I was appalled learning the culture that he uh, oversaw at Def Jam and the the predator that he was, according to these women. Man, he 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 called he he did the lame shit and got her up into his apartment and took advantage of her and just did some horrible shit for you know for a dude that had access to to uh you know all the women in New York, but the models 
and everything that he was into, and you just doing this lame creep shit. It made me really want to delete all my Def Jam shit up, you know, from my playlist and all my little tapes and shit. It. I think I think it's what I was thinking about is I think it's safe to say that in every at every company there's a guy like that that's in charge. Those are the people that they put in charge at those companies. And everyone else is an enabler. You would have to really destroy the entire business and start from scratch if you wanted a moral music business. R. Kelly isn't the only one. Puff isn't the only one. Russell isn't the only one. Why all these black guys, though? Where are all the white guys? It's called On the Record. There have been, I mean, there have been, there have been things about Clive for years. You know, they've talked about Clive for years. Right. Um, you know, we're more concerned with what they do than what Clive does. Though. I think, he, so here's, here's what I think. I think most crimes are crimes of opportunity. Meaning they, they just, they just show up. Like you, you end up someplace and there, there's a crime that is available for you to commit. I don't think people, I, I would say probably 85% of the time, people just kind of happen into a crime. I don't think it's necessarily planned. I mean, of course, you, you know, you, you kind of on that level if you're doing it, you know what I mean? But I don't think it's something that, that, that they plan out. Everybody and knows when you, when you, yeah, my, my thing, I, I feel you, but like everybody knows what happens in these in this world of music. When you bring your daughter into these circumstances, you know what it's going to be. It's never going that, to change. But that's in the that's in the world of world. That's not just in, that's not just in the world of music. That's in the world that's of everywhere. world. Right. You see what I'm saying, and it's and it's not just your daughter. You think you your think, son too? Uh, uh, yeah, you think like a like a like a, a, a Tevin Campbell. You know what I mean? Came came in the business young. They spun him you know around. Yeah, like like a Jaden Smith. Even 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 with his parents. You see what I'm saying? I mean, came in the business just young. You think you think it it wasn't it wasn't some opportunity for somebody to turn turn them kids out? That's the thing. Like I said, y'all check out that on the record is the name of the documentary, but you check it out and you just now I mean and this is their this is their story. This is the three it's three women in there that I, tell I, their I, story. I, I, I'll go on the record and say I believe the women. I believe the story. Yeah, I mean it, you just said the man moved to Bali. He yeah. didn't he didn't lead his country for nothing. So like I said, watching it. I couldn't help but be appalled at how this brother was. It was intentional. It was uh, predatory or whatever. But uh, he was. But he was a street dude. Like to some degree, we you know we expect more of him. But he was a street dude. He was a hustler. Like you the know? dude that was coming up at the end of Def Jam talking about God bless you and good night. Like all of that just. 
that that well, documentary he, just destroyed all of that. We, with him, we, with the rush card and 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 sent, uh, prison sentences reform and all of that. It was like, do the monster. But is he? But is he allowed to evolve? Like, is he allowed to start someplace, learn better, and then do better? Yes and no. Yes and no. Like yes, like yes is that you are allowed to, but you know, two you should probably be take some responsibility for your past actions or some accountability for your past actions. Right. And but you but. Take, taking that responsibility in this in this day and time means you are vilified for them, and they attempt to crucify you publicly. That's what that means in this in this culture, right? So if you if whatever you did, and I mean we've all done dirt on some level, you know what I mean? Maybe not to maybe not to several women, but you know we all probably have a a woman in our past that we did something dirty to. And if, you know, if we had that kind of bread and she came out and said, yo, you know, John Exum did this to me. You know, Rob Brooks did this to me. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like, it, it's easy to come out and say that. But, but I, I you know, and even, even if I was like, baby, I was, I was, that's 35 years ago. I was 18 when that happened. Or I was 25 when that happened. Or I was 30 when that happened. You see what I'm saying? I mean, that's tw- that's 20 case, years ago. Fucking two decades. Case, he was 47 when that happened. That's, what, that's, that's what's so bad, of, I think, about Russell. was like he had to have been in his mid-40s when this was going on, I think. But he had daughters. Uh, and like I said, I'm not trying. Well, I mean, that's... Go ahead, finish. But that's one of the great conundrums of our society. Like... You know, everybody likes to play, talk about being a girl dad and then goes out and, you know, treats the mom like shit and, you know, disrespects women everywhere they go, hoping at some point that, you know, somebody will, they'll, that their daughter will find somebody nice, you know, and respectful. But they can't even be that. So I, I think it's a, I think it's a mistake to, to, and in, in what we have a tendency to do is expect, a certain age to equal a certain maturity. And those two things don't necessarily go together. You see what I'm saying? I, I could be, I could be 70 years old and still be an immature motherfucker. Oh, and right? especially with the life that those kids, that those people are leading. Like right. as long as you show up on time and rap, you good. What you do after that, what you do in between that, nobody cares about. It. And you're on a bus with, Twenty other motherfuckers and all the drink and weed and whatever else you want, you're probably not like I always say about baseball players. That's the world that I'm most familiar with. Is if you draft these kids at 18 out of high school, and then you put them on a bus with 25 other 18 and 19 year olds and three adults, and you judge them on how well they hit, pitch, throw, and that's it. That's not really the way that you develop like healthy, mature, respectful adults. You were you were you you Facts. you grow mad children that way. Facts. And that's what these guys are on tour. You know, you they have access to everything. The only thing they have to do mature is show up on stage on time. After that, everybody else, everything else is handled by someone else. Let me ask you a question about Cassie. She's a young girl. Um 
naive, ends up with a much older man. Did she expect any of this? Is she, like, you know, responsible for at least choosing poorly? Selling out? Maybe she thought it was, like, you know, a shorter path? Because generally what happens with a lot of these people, it's not, I don't want to blame the victim. The whole point is about how does the victim end up in that position in the first place? To be a victim. And usually it's because of proximity. People want to get in close proximity. And there are things that happen and things that they sacrifice or things that they decide to do or not do to gain that proximity. Is that or is how do you But you were talking about like a thirteen a thirty seven year old dude with a nineteen year old girl, right? Oh no, he's fucked you can up. you can he's you can manipulate up. you can manipulate that mind in so many ways. Like you could take a nineteen year old and spin her head so many times around that she don't know what fucking way she's looking at. Like so I'm not you know, yeah, she's an art first of all, she's a quote unquote artist, so she's gonna be vulnerable. And you know, he can spin it, yo, you this is this the world you wanna be in. You wanna be a grown up, you wanna be a kid, all that shit. You know, you start throwing that dropping all that shit on her, and all of a sudden she's in over her head. You know, she's looking at these older people thinking that they're going to, they're going to, you know, show her the way in, show her the proper way to do things. And they're really self-interested. I mean, look at, um, look at Irv and, um, Ashanti. Ashanti. Mm, That's a real good one. He's very disrespectful. He's still mad. He's still mad. He's like, he can't get over it. Like yo, he should he should leave. You know, it's love. Obviously, Nelly and her is love. He thought he had love too. He thought wrong. He found love on a two way street. <laughs> Say it, Stacy. Hey, that's right, Stacy Lattison. Yeah, man. So, fellas, y'all watching what's going on in the rest of this world, this crazy, crazy world. I don't even want to mention, I don't even think it's, like, worth mentioning, like, uh, the Israeli-Palestine thing, because there's no longer a Palestine, it's just Israel. Israel has pretty much made the announcement. I was just trying to care about that earlier today. And I, I I didn't do well. Didn't didn't get there. Didn't couldn't quite like get up a ladder. Nope. I was trying. I probably did worse than Grant, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) It's a wrap. I'm just I just watch as an observer. Like honestly, like yo. Do it to them. They'll do it to you too. Better believe that. That's a fact. It's crazy. It's crazy. I think it's just it's so much. It's like stuff is being uh, held together by the thinnest of threads. Here, like Grant said, I I don't know when the shoe is going to fall here 
for me to be uh, taking my eye off the ball here to pay attention to what they have going on. I just, I just haven't really been able to do it. Is Donald Trump going to be president again? Because if so, I think it's a wrap. Man, I just, I was just watching. Uh, Rob Reiner was on the show talking about Joe Biden, and they were showing some clips of a uh, Saturday Night Live going hard on Joe Biden. Man, we in trouble, dude. We in trouble. In terms of president. Either way, and and Biden, and Biden may he, like he may just be a mistake. And this was Rob Reiner was saying that that Joe Biden is just a guy that makes mistakes, like in 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 public. You know what I mean? Like, but in terms of pushing the button and things that are important for the presidency, that's like where he excels, and that could be true. But I, I, like I said, I just think we're in trouble. Biden strikes me as the kind of dude who, even if he even if he makes those mistakes in larger areas, I think he would defer to the room. Like I don't think he's a guy who's going to stand up in the middle of the room, about to make a wholesale mistake like a full on red flag, and be like, right. "I'm the president, goddamn it, we're and doing this." Down. Right. Whereas the and other dude is tripling, quadrupling, whatever it takes. <laughs> Y'all gonna listen to me, goddammit, and we're gonna right. do this. Yeah. Because I said so. Like I don't Joe Biden doesn't strike me as that kind of dude. He just wanted the office. I don't care. I think he's one of those dudes like, yo, y'all can make me president and tell me what to do. I just want to be I just want to be that guy. I've been I've been dreaming about this so long, man. Let me just let me taste it. Just let me taste it. Yeah. it it's kinda like um there was, a, there was a story long ago, John, and we won't say any names, but there's a young woman who was so beautiful in our high school that everybody wanted to touch her. And so this one person um, made, his, made his pitch, and she said, okay, I'll let you if you let me throw on a strap on and hit you first. And I guess he did. He did the mental calculation and said, okay. <laughs> like, he just wanted to be around it that bad like he didn't he wasn't really about he wasn't worried about what the cost was as long as he got his hands on it as long as he got the right. smell it yeah, Joe yeah. Biden might be that dude like yo I just let me in I don't care what else happens yeah. just let me in yeah. oh like what I, Joe I'll get him yo I believe me I mean that guy oh. think about it Joe Biden was the vice president to the first black president like mm. Everybody else on every other politician on earth was like, ain't no way in hell I'm playing second field with no nigga. <laughs> and Joe Biden was like, sign me up. True. Uh, Reg, You're making salient points, sir. Reg, what do you have to say, man? Reg? Reg? I mean, man, the, the, I'm... I just... I really don't know, and I don't have nothing to go on, but I really don't know if I believe that there's a large voting block. I don't, I don't really know if there's a large number of people that are going to go out and, and, and press the button for that. I, I don't know if anybody really has the is motivated enough to actually show up for him to, to, to give him a chance. Here's the thing. To me... You, you're talking about Biden? No, uh, go, yeah, uh, go vote for Biden, right? No, I don't, I don't think there's enough 
energy in folks, in a, in, a, in enough folks to go out and and, and, and cast their vote for Trump. Ooh. Oh, oh, there, yeah. there is enough yeah, energy. There is more yeah, than enough energy. I don't really think so, man. I, it was when he came on the scene, was it 2016 or whatever? Mm. It was dudes in my office in, 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 in corners, hushed corners, chatting and talking, and there was some energy there. Mm. Ain't none of that happening no more. You know, they don't even really acknowledge politics no more. Uh, they they yeah. will be out there because, you know, they think he's coming for your guns. They think their, their country has been taken away from them. That's the talking point anymore. They want the money. I, think, I, think I, I, had with a, I had a dinner with a good friend last night, and he is – he is he is he's reached the point where he's like, hey, look, I'd rather somebody else be the nominee, but the Democrats are screwing the country. They're letting all these immigrants and stuff in. They're ruining this thing. So well, he's what, flipping what, that what lever. Is, what does Trump have to stand on that he did in his four years in that area, though? Like doesn't he doesn't have anything to stand on. It doesn't matter. Doesn't it was matter. always a cult of personality. What did he have to stand on in the beginning? Like he he ran because he was a highly successful businessman. He could get stuff done. But if you looked at his actual business record, he was a guy who lawyered up, broke contracts, lawyered up, dared you to sue him. Yeah. Like, look, okay, you finished the job. I'm going to pay you 30 cents on the dollar. If you don't like it, sue me. That's how he built his business empire. That, you know, a million dollar loan from his daddy. He won that election because of The Apprentice, in my opinion. He won that election because he, we were coming off a black president, and there were well, yeah, I've always said there were there were millions of white dudes who wake up every day thinking I could never be president, and this MF and you know mm-hmm. dude wasn't even born in this country is president. Yeah, yeah. That's some bullshit right there, and we got to get our country back. Yeah, well, my thought process along this line is that um, I think that. The last I, Trump people have a problem believing that enough people voted for Joe Biden the first time, but they don't realize that they weren't voting for Joe Biden as much as they were voting against Trump. I think the problem yeah. is going to be that I don't think there are enough people that are going to go out and vote against Trump like they did four years ago. Because apathy is set in. Trump had 76 million people vote for him the last time. Yeah. I don't think he gets that many this time. I really don't. I, th- I think it, apathy it, is it actually, set in. He's not going to need that when many. When it actually calls for people to go get in their car, show up, stand in line, and go through with it, I don't really see that energy being there. They need to get rid of Joe Biden is really what they need to do. They need to run that ain't going to happen, though. It's not going to happen. And the Republicans need to run somebody other than the um, circus clowns that they got running now and um, Donald Trump. You know, they need two new candidates to go in there and fight it out. But it's going to be the same shit. So, Let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this, though. If he had this mo- momentum, why isn't none of these candidates that he's backing, why aren't, why aren't none of them being successful in their bids? 
Like we going on two or three election cycles now where his name isn't getting dudes over, isn't getting candidates over the finish line anymore. So how many times we got to see it happen before we believe that he, he not he's not uh, mobilizing nobody. I, I I just I don't I don't see it happening. Well, yeah, you you right about you have a point with that, but I just see the, the number these, of people sort of voting anti Biden. Then you got these young people all charged up and women charged up with this with this abortion shit. You didn't went and stoke that crowd up, and now they they're mobilized. So I you know. I ain't, you know, I ain't no pollster or nothing, so I, you know, I, I could be wrong, but I really just—he's not. Women, no, women for the most part don't vote abortion. You know, there's no, there's too many of them that vote for candidates that support that are anti-abortion to even bring that into. It's like that's like kind of like a fundraising piece, but it's not an actual piece. If you really look at it, because otherwise, um, why are these, how are all these anti-abortion senators and congressmen representing all these districts? True. You know, it's like that this, our, our whole world is kind of like it. It's going through a series of unravelings right now. Because there's so many different dichotomies, you know. You look at um, what ha- what's happening with the like, you know, the genocide and people who were once held up against the genocide, and the fact you can't talk about any of it in like a regular way without facing backlash, getting your name written down on a list. And everything, the way that the messages are being controlled, they're getting puff out of there. <laughs> I, I think, I think, I think Biden might be able to slide through uh, on this second one, just because. And then after that, the thought will be that we can finally move the fuck on and 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 get into this new day that we waiting on and the republicans will have they will have moved into a new era knowing fully believing that that shit that simple shit ain't going to work no more and they got to do something new and and they'll do that but again that. like i said we, we're three or four two or three Two to four election cycles in this with 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 uh his movement losing steam. I mean, we don't even see no you don't even see nobody standing out here protesting none of these cases and shit. And and ain't nobody shot up no shit, char you know, ran down, I mean, uh went to bash through doors and shit. Like people are tired of that bullshit. Yeah, let me tell you something. All they need is one term because the reason why Trump is so popular with Republicans is that they stole the court. And the court supersedes most elections because their terms are forever. That's Mitch McConnell. Huh? Mitch McConnell was playing chess while everybody else was playing checkers. That crazy old old motherfucker. There's a special spot in hell for him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, they 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 have all they have to do is they don't write any legislation. All they have to do is wait until they get power, write the legislation. It'll pass all the way through, and nobody will fight it. And that's it. All it takes. I mean, that, 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 that's really what that was about. I mean, they obstructed for eight years. They blocked judges being sat. And then as soon as Trump got in, boom, they started pushing him through, seeding the court with, with dark conservatives. Dark. You know, not just conservatives, but deep, dark conservatives. Yep. You know, and it's amazing how even at the court level, they found all these anti-intellectuals to put on the bench. Like, really? Mm. Hey, how do you find ju- – why do you see judges who are not intellectual? Who aren't willing to look at concepts? It's insidious. But it's not, it's not, it's, the reason is they don't care about ideas. They care about control. Right, right. There's an agenda out there that they, that they follow. That they're all following. Yeah. And, and I, so I, I'm, I'm even more cynical. I think, I think the agenda is across both parties. I'm, that's, I think, that's exactly what I'm referring to. But please yeah, explain it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any difference. I think it's it's the shell game. You know what I'm saying? Like the Repu- they they working in concert. It's just okay. You know, it's it's. You say this, I'll say this. You say this, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, somebody's gonna win this election, and then boom, this is this is the way we gotta move the needle, regardless. Yeah. I think that, and you know, I could be dead wrong about this. Could be naivete, but I think the Democrats, for the most part, are inter- interested in at least some small safety net for people. Like I think that they, as a party, understand that. Like, look, you can't just keep pushing growth because people get left behind, and if you leave people too far behind, you leave them to their own devices. Like the the the, the bad thing about capitalism, the unsaid thing about capitalism is, is that. Whatever is profitable is cool. That means that if you think busting into a Walgreens and emptying the shelves is cool, as long as you're okay with the consequences, that's capitalism. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a part of that's built into capitalism. And the Democrats understand that, like, you can't you can't put all of them in prison. You can't imprison them all. You'd like to because prisons are profitable. But you can't. I think the so big, you have to come up with some safety, some social safety nets. I think the biggest failing of the two-party system is very simply the fact that it doesn't allow for common sense to ever win or carry the day, especially not now, because everyone is in their corners. They're paid for by X, Y, or Z. Like, for example, um, something controversial like border politics. To me, it's obvious that there needs to be something done with the border. It's not, this country is not sustainable. It's not sustainable for all of these people coming into this country. But here's the thing. Who are the senators going to hire to clean their houses and work in their factories if they don't have a porous border? Well, here's the thing. The, The immigrants do the jobs that Americans won't. Well, here's the thing. It's time to fix all that. It's the, it's the tough decisions. It's time to fix all that because, you know, Americans not wanting to do it, 
that's not sustainable. How about we get them back to work, but we also get them housing at the same time? It used yeah, but to now you're messing way. with you're you're messing with my uh, passive income now. That's not your passive income. You know, you're messing you're messing you're, you're messing with my with my real estate investment trust's uh, ability to develop to develop deliver my uh, dividend. Listen, the Christians you're messing that, with my dividends, Holmes. The, the Christians that exist, they're always going to exist. You know, if with deflation, then the cost of things go down as well. It's not as if you're taking these people that are up on the top and you're dropping them to the bottom. You're just basically putting more back into the pie and everything, but the people aren't coming up on them. Nobody's going to be able to come up on them. That's why I think it's so stupid. It's like time for them. They're they're really at the rich people in this country. They're at no threat whatsoever of or of ever coming back down to this level again, unless they're absolutely positively stupid. And just give all their money away. It's impossible. Because it's the things. There are still, real estate is still the thing that holds most of the value. Gold holds most of the value. Everything else is just play and pretend. I, right, but in, in, in this economy, that pretend has a lot of value too. You know, I mean, so so Uber don't own a car. Airbnb doesn't own own a property. Yet somehow, there's a there's billion dollar companies, right? Right. So 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 there so there's money in not in not having, just like the, there's there's money in this in these imaginary assets too. Well, that's the that's the whole Jack Welch model. I mean, everybody, you know, applauded Jack Welch back in the '80s when he was running GE. But what did he do to GE? He got him out of manufacturing, and he got him into financial in the financial sector. Right, right. And we need because to... he realized it was cheaper, it was more profitable to give you to loan you the money to buy a refrigerator than it was to sell you the refrigerator. Well, that trend has to reverse now. It's but you can't, you can't, you can't bring the genie back in the bottle. Those jobs aren't coming back. You know, as Dave Chappelle says, why do you want? Why do you want it? Why do you want that to come in reverse? Do you want a refrigerator to be five thousand dollars? Well, okay, but you know what? You can reverse engineer the systems that you have. For example, you said that Grant, you said that uh, Uber doesn't own a car, and um, what was the other company? Airbnb. Airbnb. They don't own any homes, right? So, what we're not doing with the Uber drivers, for example, is we're not empowering them enough to actually work a 40-hour work week and still be able to live. So that company that doesn't own anything can take less money and more money can go back into the pocket of the person who's actually doing the work. It's not as if you're getting rid of them completely, but they already have low overhead because most of their systems are run by computers. But that's that's the that's the whole trick to the gig economy, though. That 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 gig economy economy model is designed to make you think as the as the person that's driving that Uber, right? It's designed you make to make your own schedule that you that you have a business. That's what it's designed to do. It's to make you believe that you have a business when you don't. So we have to. No, that's true. Seriously. But you know what? No, that's true. But the point is not the point of it is not the business. The point of what's strangling people 
is basically the cost of rent, the cost of housing. So these are the things that we need to get under control in the United States. And you you bring one up, you bring the other down, and with a couple of other but how do you, you but, but how do you do that? How do you do that? People routinely vote against the quote unquote death tax, right? Okay. People don't want to pay the people don't want to pay the estate tax. They're they're against that. But the fact is, ninety five percent of the people are never going to pay the estate tax because they don't own shit. Right. Right. But part of the American hustle is you could possibly become one of those people one day, and when you become that person, you don't want this to happen to you. People routinely vote against their best self interest. They protect the rich because they bought the dream. They protect the rich. They protect the rich because they dream that they could become one one day. They dream of being rich. And my conversation is basically coming along the lines of socialism, democratic socialism. Uh, That's when somebody tags you as a socialist. Your candidacy has taken a big bullet. You are you are basically to do the rest of your campaign on crutches, metaphorically. But can this economy deal with a little bit of socialism? What about what about socialism used to be known as ethics and fair play, by the way, and living wage and living wage, um, you know, um, jobs, salaries, living wage salaries. That's it. Now it's now it's called what socialism? Hey man, you know, walk around, ask somebody about unions, ask people who aren't in unions about unions. They'll tell you that they're evil. Yeah, you know, even I, though all unions are trying to do is protect wages for American workers. See, what triggers me is TikTok. Okay, I look on TikTok and I hear this person like who's about the same age as my kids saying, "Yo." How the fuck am I ever going to own a home in my lifetime? It's literally mathematically impossible. It's a legit question. That's been a legit question, though. So that's that's one of the reasons why. So Detroit, Detroit is one of the one of the few places that home ownership has been uh, feasible for the past few years. In a lot of places, home ownership is not even a thing that that is that is possible. But in Detroit, it was very possible. So uh, once you once you when 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 you when you get it out there, <clears throat> when you get it out there, what we uh, damn I I'm, I'm, I lost my train of thought. What you experience is people like looking to move into the area. Would that be it? Right. You can't. So, like I said, it's 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 not it's not it's not something that's that's feasible in most places. So, in Detroit, people people from all over the place was buying property, but they were buying it because Detroit was one of the last places where home ownership was was a real thing. Like you could work a you could earn forty thousand dollars a year and be able to buy a house. You can't earn. It's hard to earn forty thousand dollars in New York and buy a house. California, Florida, right? You see what I'm saying? But in in Detroit, it was a place that was that it was still actually possible. But now, even in Detroit, we getting away from that because so many people from outside have come in and bought up property in Detroit. 
And then also corporations come in when they find spots like that, and they start buying in there as well. Oh, so yeah. Right. And they'll, the they'll just sit on them. Yeah. Exactly. They'll just sit on them until the developers are ready to come in and do a master plan. Like, okay, you know, we got, all, we got these five blocks. Here's what we're going to do. And then everybody jumps on board and starts. But they'll sit on a property for 10, 15 years. Right. Just pay the taxes because they can. I really feel like the the actual masters and owners of this country are terraforming all of this stuff and changing all of this, like the way that we have life. We're like kind of the last generation that knows everything about how everything was. And once we go, there's not going to be any more witnesses. It's just going to be how it is. I think that's kind of sad. But I can't ask other people to fight That's for. What I can't ask other people to fight for a way of life they're not familiar with. Go ahead, Rich. That's just what I'm. My takeaway from this whole thing is like you can have all this money, and 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 um and, and control everything, but you got to be uncomfortable with coming to the realization that you no longer know how to extract cash from large groups of people when these people no longer commit to anything they and don't value they don't value owning a car they don't value owning a house they're not trying to be married all they want to do they want to get everything for free so how do you when you've been sitting here for 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 centuries figuring out how to get these people to gather in large you know, 110,000 people going to this Michigan game Saturday. But that's people moving away from that shit. So w- when all of these things, the 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 the, the traditional ways of, of, of extracting this cash are going to be increasingly difficult to control. Like, why do you go out here and, and invest in a billion-dollar factory to make these vehicles and – these new, you know, the the the, the uh, consumers of tomorrow, they don't want to own shit. Well, hold a plan up on that. <laughs> hold a plan up on that. But that's is I, I I would say that that's part of the plan because they don't I, want I, I you to necessarily that. own shit. Say again? right? They don't want they, they don't want you to own a house. They want you to they want you to rent. They don't want you to own. Right. And and even 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 as a homeowner, you never truly earn you never truly own. Nah, that's because right. Because you still you still gotta pay taxes on that house. Right. Right. So if if maybe and that's if just part of the game. Now, if if the family didn't pass you down some shit, you know, you spending that thirty years, forty years paying on the shit. Right. And I mean it's people there's people buying cars just to just to be an Uber driver, just to be a Lyft driver. Yeah. Because in in their mind, in their mind, that that gig job is gonna pay for the car. Gonna pay for the car. I know dudes who drive BMWs for just that reason. Like, yo, I'm doing some Uber driving, and so you know he wants to be a little upscale, but it also allows him to get his dream car at the same time. You know, dream car becomes an anvil tied around your neck. Right. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's this this this, this scam shit. It's 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 gonna be amazing where what what the end game is with this shit. 
Where are we going to be to watch it? We'll I'm going to be on a beach in South America. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. Where, where are you going to be? I don't know, man. I, I'm watching. Ohio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. At least you know some place where you can golf ten months out of year, brother. Come on. Come on, man. Get outside a little bit, socialize. Get some place where you can, you know, still have an active social life in January and February. Man, shit, I'm gonna break I'm I'm gonna break down and take up hunting, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this shit out with all of my colleagues that, that do that shit. All right. Do you know what? I, I saw a thing today there was a Ukrainian sniper who hit somebody. Supposedly the longest recorded kill from like 3.2 miles. It was in the New York Post today. Jesus Christ. 3.2 miles, over 40 football fields away. He took out two targets. Mm. I don't necessarily want to hunt, but I wouldn't have to shoot like that. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I guess when you fuck around with somebody home, man, you'll acquire or develop some skills like that. In case of the apocalypse. Woo! Yeah, the big property, you know, house in the middle of it, a little turret on top. Look, look, I'm running. I go to run Sunday. Sunday. I go to run at the Metro Park. And I get off some, I get off the, I went to go do some new shit, some new trails and get on some shit that didn't look like the shit that was on the board when I got on the trail. But I don't know no better. But I get over this hill, and I get about a mile and a half down the road and come over this little hill, and it's a huge-ass pool of blood. And I'm like, man, this is a great indicator that I have no fucking business being out here (laughs) in this shit. Cause that's either a human, that's either a human being that you know something didn't, didn't, didn't really went wrong, and I'm two miles away from my car, and I ain't no fast jogger anyway, and adrenaline is only gonna do so much, or it's some motherfuckers out here hunting while I'm out here trying to get my exercise in without some orange shit on. Right. So it was a very, uh, and then I get down another hundred yards, and it's some more puddles of you know larger puddles of blood. And I was too stupid to just head my ass back towards my car very quickly yeah, and not even see. It was almost like some Southern, um, that's, what was that movie, Southern Comfort? Or Southern Hospital? Was it Southern Comfort? With the soldiers? Luckily, you didn't do like this. You were. Right. <laughs> if you had done like this, you would have found out. So I, I, come out I, I come out on the other... <laughs> I come out on the other end where the uh, I knew it was another parking lot at this end of this trail, but it's a couple of white cats up there with the hunting shit on, and they got the the deer down on the on the ground and whatnot, and I'm like, I ain't trying to make no eye contact with y'all. I don't even I didn't know you could hunt on this shit. I, I thought you had to go out to the real woods. I don't want to know none of y'all, and I really was like. I would hate for them to go back to the parking. They got to know I'm at the other parking lot, uh-huh. and somebody go get my my uh, my tap my uh, my tags and shit. I really didn't know if I was gonna make it home from this run Sunday morning. It was a pretty God. adventurous morning. <laughs> like they quickly were like, "Holy shit, this got better." We ain't deer hunting now. We coon hunting, <laughs> right? 
Yeah. Surviving the game. And on that note, and on that note, 25th episode from Ohio, Mr. Reggie Reg, Reggie Woods. Yo, see, you know what the real message of that is? Yo, get your ass in the church, and you won't have to worry about <laughs> becoming prey. Bloody trails. The only blood in church is the blood of Christ, says Mr. Brooks. <laughs> Who ain't been to church in a very long time, and don't expect to find me there anytime soon. If you hear of any fires at any churches, Rob just walked in. And of course, believe from Detroit, it. Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Almost anyways. <laughs> 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some. Come get you some wings, Mr. Boyd. Y'all got me jealous though. Y'all gonna be looking up. Y'all are both on the island. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. We catch up in a day or so. Mm-hmm. Get that time in. Yep. Yep. Reggie's in Ohio. Yeah, you can bring you can bring Graham one of your uh, one of your turkey sandwiches. You can bring him some of those Thanksgiving leftovers. You know, oh, you can man. make a little plate. I'm gonna have a whole bunch of tur- uh, Thanksgiving leftovers. That's gonna be like a week's worth of food. We got our turkey. Had to work for it. BJ's at. You were saying calling people on the phone. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Uh huh. Got it in there though. Got it in. I make a good bird. I don't know about the rest of y'all. I make a good bird. You know, I don't make no bird. Yeah, I can. Uh, I can make. I make a decent turkey. I used to. I ain't no more. Uh, I'm gonna be getting down as usual. Red, you cooking or the wife does the bird? We going to the in-laws, man. I um, I'm gonna keep riding that to the wheels fall off. Nice and easy. I feel you. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody have a, a happy- long trip or. That a long trip to the in-laws or are they close by? Uh, uh, less than about five minutes. Oh, oh damn. That's as it gets, man. Oh, yeah. You got to be on your P's and Q's at all times, huh? When we were yes, talking sir. last week, we thought you were married. We didn't know you were married, married. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Messed around and had a chance. We moved a couple uh, about five years ago. And... We, we were about 30 seconds away from them before at the, at the old house. Mm. Now we did added about four and a half minutes to it. Mm, that's great. Eyes everywhere. So we, yeah, we, didn't, we didn't get too far away. Well, we know every day is a family day for Mr. Reggie Wood. <laughs> Blessings. And everybody, um, no matter what you feel about this holiday, it's a day off. We all get to spend time with our families. Um, That's the tradition that's the most important part. Um, And that's it. Thanks for listening. Get with y'all next time. Peace.